Welcome, weary travelers, to the great big universe of Excess Press. This is a weekly podcast to bring you the news of the Disney theme parks and resorts. Witness for yourselves the wonders of Excess Press. And now, let's begin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Excess Press. My name is Matt, and I'm the host of this Disney theme parks news podcast. And this is episode 84, where today we're going to be talking all about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. So it's finally come to the time where we talk about someone's firsthand experience with the land. And there is no better person I want to talk to, friend of the show, CJ. She was on episode 79, and she is back. CJ, welcome back to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. No problem. Uh, I'm just happy you're here because I've been dying to talk to someone that was in Galaxy's Edge and had firsthand experiences. And I haven't seen anyone better than you to do this with because uh, <laughs> you've been a lot since the yeah. land has opened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how many between this past week when it opened up to everyone as well as the reservation times? How many times have you gone so far? Six times. So, so I went, yeah, I went three with the reservation and three after reservation time. Wow. So, yeah. so you were able to get three reservations when you initially signed up? Yeah. So I had one on my account. My husband had one on his, and then my mom had one on hers. Wow. That's that's yeah. really neat. So, how many times did your mom go and, and your husband? Um, my husband went all three times. My mom went all three times, and. We've gone, my mom's gone with me once after it's been open to everybody. And my husband's just been those first three times. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Well, I'm excited to hear what you have to say about it. Because, uh, yeah, I've just been, like I said, I've been dying to talk about it. So, um, yeah, before we kind of dive into that, uh, I just talked about on my uh, past news episode on episode 83, the, there's a brand new parking structure called, what is it, P- uh, Pixar and Pals? Yeah, Pixar Pals. Yeah, so the new parking garage is now open over there at Disneyland Resort, and it's like a huge deal. Yes, uh, it is. Yeah, so it's someone who, uh, I mean, I'd, I've been to Disneyland a couple times, someone who's like not a local or an annual pass holder at Disneyland. Like, I, I want to hear about your experience with it, because you go all the time and like what this mm-hmm. means for the resort, because again, it's it might not matter to some people, but I think people maybe visiting Disneyland would, would need to know this. So kind of tell mm-hmm. me about your experiences with that. Well, a lot of people drive into the resort, you know, unlike Disney World, we don't have our own transportation system. You have the parking structure and you have Toy Story lot. Um, And the surface streets around the parking structure get backed up really fast. The surrounding area is literally the city of Anaheim. It's not it's not like Disney World where there's all this open space. Um, So a lot of times the Anaheim police officers like 
shut down the roads into the structure because the structure gets so backed up and then traffic's diverted. Like there's times where from the time I get off the freeway to the time where I'm parked and like on my way to the park, it's taken like 40 to 45 minutes. And it's so frustrating. Um, you know, you get off the freeway and you don't know until the last minute if they've closed down the structure. Um, and it's kind of stressful, actually. It's a really stressful arrival experience. But what well, real quick, like what oh, time What time of day does this like, is this like a morning thing or is this like almost an I all mean, day thing or? I've seen them close it down at seemingly random times. Um, you just never, it's really a gamble as far as what they're going to do. And that's part of the frustration about it. You just, you don't, you don't know until you show up. Um, I know that Disneyland Twitter sometimes posts if the parking structure is open or closed, but I'm not going to check Twitter while I'm, you know, going 80 on the freeway. That that's not safe. doesn't make sense. Um, but since they've opened the new structure, they've added some parking lanes to go through. So since I've been like, they haven't had a need to divert traffic. Um, you know, it might be a different story when the crowds really start to ramp up around the holidays. Um, but I haven't had any problems getting in these days. Um, but the other thing that's frustrating when it's closed and they reroute you like parking over in toy story lot, it's fine if you have a lot of people with you or you don't have a stroller, but they, you're on a bus over to the park and you have to fold the stroller. And when I'm by myself with my son, I can't like hold him and fold the stroller and hold the diaper bag. Like that's just not going to happen. So I end up walking and it's like a 20 to 25 minute walk. You're crossing, you know, four intersections or so. And Anaheim is not really the safest city in the country. So there's homeless people, you know, they might be on drugs or something like it just doesn't feel safe. It's not really a Disney arrival experience. So to have this, hopefully a guarantee that we can park in the structure, that's going to be good from a safety perspective also. Yeah, no, that's great. And like I saw Disney, like the article that they had put out said it's adding 5,000 spots, which is pretty great. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And you know, there's times where like the cast member parking lots get filled up uh, like around Christmas and New Year's Eve and the poor cast members have to, um, park down at Angel Stadium and they're shuttled in for their shift. It's like, that's not fair. So hopefully these new parking areas are enough for all the guests so the cast members don't have to be redirected too. Man, yeah, I, you would never think that there'd be parking issues at uh, oh, yeah. like a Disneyland or, I mean, you don't really think of it as like Walt Disney World either. I mean, right. usually it's only, right. there's only bad parking when it's like a holiday season or some, right. yeah, people are leaving like 4th of July fireworks or something like that. But right. um, no, I think that's, that's really informative and something to know if you're going mm-hmm. to the, mm-hmm. to Disneyland Resort. Uh, so so would you say is the best bet is to always just park at Pixar Pals or do you not really have a choice depending on like how Disney directs traffic? Do you know about that? I mean, I always try to go to the structure just because Toy Story is a pain with the stroller situation. Um, if I'm not with the stroller, I actually prefer Toy Story because it tends to be quicker. Um, but a lot of times, you know, I aim for the structure, but it might be closed. And I just go in knowing like, okay, I might have to drive around somewhere. Um, but when you get to the structure, like you pull up to the ticket booths and you don't have a choice of Pixar pals or making friends. They just send you to whichever one they send you to. Um, so yeah, I'm just, I'm going to aim for the structure and hope that I get there. <laughs> well, sounds good. No, that was yeah. uh yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Cause uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a thing super important if you're visiting. Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, cool. All right. Well, hey, let's get into our talk with Galaxy's Edge. So yeah. you're you're pretty much a veteran now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you 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 probably know the ins and outs. I mean, usually. The, this past week, you've pretty much, you have you gone by yourself and you said your mom went with you one time, correct? Yeah, it's been me and my son two times and me and my mom and my son today. Okay, gotcha. So, <laughs> so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna talk to, or I'm not gonna ask too many questions about like your experience when it was during the, the, the special reservation system where <laughs> uh, you only, you needed a reservation to get into the land. I'm kind of mostly going to talk about like your past week because uh, <laughs> visiting the land because I think that's, I, you and I were kind of discussing uh, offline that this might be what it's going to be like at Walt Disney World. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk mostly about that, but I do want to try to get like a comparison of like crowds compared mm-hmm. to when it was on a reservation system to, to now. Right. Um, so I guess that'll be my first question is like, how, how would you compare crowd levels uh, from this past week to when you went with a, a reservation? You know, in some ways the crowds are better in some ways it, it's worse um, smugglers run, the wait times have been about double. So during the reservation period, it was like 20 to 40 minutes. And I've seen smugglers run from like 40 to 80 minutes on average. Um, which to so, me, which to me isn't terrible. Like, Oh no, that's yeah, not bad at all for no. a brand new attraction. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, as far as worse crowds, I'm sorry, that's, that is worse. Uh, the marketplace is more crowded. Um, it doesn't seem as hard to get into the cantina as it did during the reservation period. And I think it's because, you know, you only had that four hour window, um, to get into the cantina and there was this huge long line and now you go on at 7am or whenever you want, um, to book it online. Um, and it's just, you know, you don't have to try to cram it in those four hours. So it seems easier to get into the cantina, um, And I I guess the crowds seem a little bit more spread out, you know, like at the beginning of the reservation period, everyone would rush in line to the cantina. And that's not the case because they have the online, um, the online reservation for that. Um, So I think there's more people, but it's also a more organized system. So it doesn't seem that bad. Okay. So, so kind of walk me through like, cause you went, you went for the first day was open to the public last week, correct? Yeah. So I want to kind of hear like uh, sort of like a play by play of like how you plan to tackle that day and like what your experiences were. So like the park opened up at 8 a.m. that that morning. Okay. Yeah. So, so what like what time did you get there that day? Oh, gosh. I want to say I was there. Oh, yeah. I was in the park. I was like walking in the park at like 840, 845 ish. And I was kind of following along with wait times. And I saw like I called my mom in the car and she's like, I just saw the wait was like three hours long. It's like, what? <laughs> That's crazy. Um, <laughs> so I entered the park and I figured they would be doing the virtual queue thing. Um, so I logged on to the app right away and it was like, as of 820, uh, Star Wars land is full. Um, you can join the virtual queue. It's like, okay. So I, um, I logged on and my attitude was, you know, if it's crazy crowded and it's not going to get me in until 10 PM, I'll just go home. Like I can come back another day. But I saw it was like estimated wait time until late morning. It's like, oh, that's not bad. Like I was planning to stay through lunch anyways. Um, so while we waited, we kind of, you know, did a couple rides. We saw Tiki Room. And then my phone was like, this is, this is, it's your time to go in. Proceed to the entry area. 
Um, and then I got in around like 10, 15, 10, 20. Um, so it really wasn't bad at all. Um, yeah, it's only, like, I, it was only like an hour and a half. You had to wait. Yeah. Yeah. And in that time I was able to do other things. We just walked right on cause there was nobody around. Like the rest of the park was pretty empty. Um, and when I walked in, I was curious if it was like a free pass to just come in and come out. And they said, no, once you're out, you have to rejoin the virtual queue if they're using it. So, um, that's an important thing for people to know. If they if they happen to be using it, you can't just walk in and out. You gotta re-enter the queue. Ah, okay, that makes sense. And did you? <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of curious. Did you tell if they were like as you left the park? Were they like counting anyway? Like, were you able to tell if they were like able to? Have, you know how like you're you're trying to go into a, like, a club like maybe when you're like mm-hmm. 20 oh, yeah. years old and like <laughs> they have like that that clicker that tells you how many people go in and out. Yeah. Like, do you know if they had anything like that to like say like, hey, I'm okay. This one person is leaving the park now. More people can go in. Do you right. did you notice anything like that? I didn't, and I was actually wondering how they were calculating who could come in and who you know. I just I don't know how they were doing that. I truly have no idea. Okay. Yeah, that's been like the one mystery to me that I haven't yeah. I haven't seen anywhere like how they're exactly calculating that. So yeah, I have some theories, but they're probably wrong. <laughs> Well, hey, here's your time to tell them. I, I mean, I, I would love to hear them because I've, I I don't know any. So, Well, they might be tracking, like, who's using the app somehow. Um, I mean, obviously, they're watching the wait times for Smuggler's Run. And if the wait time for that is three hours, they're not going to let anybody else in. Um, I would guess they're also looking at uh, how long the lines are at the restaurants, how many people are using mobile order and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, pretty much your your phone is a GPS, and I would yeah. assume that you're, if you're using Disney Wi-Fi, they're able to know to how many you. people yeah. are in and out of the park. So hey, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah I, maybe. I, I think we solved it. I, well, I think you mostly <laughs> solved it. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, no, that would that would make sense, though. But mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So uh, I got distracted. Where were we? Okay, so you're entering the land, and that uh, we found out that you cannot once you leave the land you have to join the queue again so right yeah okay so what happened when you when you enter the land what was like your kind of your plan of attack there i mean with with my son he's not even a year old yet there's nothing for him to do in the land if i'm being perfectly honest like i could take him to the cantina if i managed to get a reservation which i didn't even try um we could go eat we could go walk through the shops he can't do the ride. There's not really a lot of places for him to like wander and crawl around. Um, so I was kind of just checking out to see how crowded the shops were. And I kind of walked through the marketplace and I was like, whoa, this is more crowded than the reservation time. Like, I don't need to be here. I don't need to fight all these people. Um, so I kind of turned around. Um, well, hey, so, kinda... so oh, actually, hey, no, finish your thought and then I'll, and then I'll ask my question. I was kind of just observing what was going on. I was watching the wait times. There were a ton of managers out and about and a little group of them were standing next to me while I was feeding my son. And one of them was from Orlando. And I was like, oh, I wonder if they're kind of seeing how things are going. Um, And then I ended up mobile ordering lunch while my son slept. And then we left after that. Awesome. So, so kind of, cause we, we, we kind of talk, or I kind of talked to you on your interview episode, uh, a little bit your opinions of the of the land, but kind of give like more of your your detailed opinions of the land. Like, what do you think of it? What are some of your favorite things about it? Uh, if there's like, I want to know tips. So uh, we'll save tips for last. But just okay. yeah, let me know what you think. What you think of the land in general? 
I have to say, I really like the shopping and I'm not into Star Wars and I'm not really into like going out to the mall. Like that's not really my thing. Um, but they have so much cool merchandise that you can't find anywhere else around the resort. And I was talking to another friend and he was like, you know, they don't even sell like Goofy dressed up like Darth Vader. And I'm like, that's true. Like you don't see Mickey, Goofy, Donald, like you don't see any of those characters. You only see Star Wars stuff. So it's to me, it's really cool to just walk through the shops and see all this new, unique merchandise. And like, I don't really know what half of it is, <laughs> but I look at it. I'm like, wow, that's cool. Um, the food is also really, really good. Um, I will say if you're a picky eater, you might have a hard time finding something to eat. Um, but it's it's really unique, in my opinion, compared to the rest of what Disneyland Resort has to offer. Um, Oga's Cantina is really loud. Like, prepare to be shouting to the people in your party. Because um, the music's going, like, it's jam-packed in there. Um, yeah, I, I like the Cantina. It's just definitely a bar experience. Um, did you try? Have, did you try any drinks in there? Like, what did you? What did you get? Yeah. So the first drink I had was called the Fuzzy Tauntaun, which is like I think it had rum. I don't know, some sort of alcohol and fruit concoction, and that was really, really, really good. Like I would go back and get that all the time. Um, it had like maybe an inch and a half layer of this foam on top that was fizzy. Like it, I would drink it, and like the area around my mouth was like tingling. Um, so that was cool. So we, so so real quick. I, uh -huh. I looked, I googled fuzzy tauntaun foam uh -huh. and the yeah. first article, because you just said your mouth was tingling, uh -huh. the first article is from the Disney food blog and it says uh -huh. in all capital letters, why is my mouth numb? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, I thought it was cool. Like, it, it was cool. And um, when we went, the we went to Oga's the first reservation day that we had um, and we ordered this they only have the snack tray. Um, they have breakfast in the morning, but then they have a snack tray the rest of the day. And the snack tray, it's like wasabi peas and like dried seaweed with all these spices. And it's pretty spicy, but I thought it complemented the drink really well. Like the tingly and the spicy and the fruity. Like it was a really interesting concoction. Um, so that was good. Um, I haven't done the lightsaber experience. I'm just not going to spend $200 on a lightsaber. Um, droid Depot, I haven't built a droid, but I've enjoyed watching people walk out of the store and like play with their droids. Um, seeing all the little combinations has been fun. Um, what have you, like, I don't really know what the droids can do. So like, what have you seen people doing with their droids? Well, from what I understand, you take all these different parts and you kind of assemble your droid in the way that you want to. Like I've seen a purple BB-8 rolling around. Um, I saw like a purple and orange BB-8 rolling around. Um, so it's just fun to see all the little colors and stuff. And like right outside the shop, there's a little bench. And usually there's a couple little kids or maybe adults too um, with the little remote controls, like making their droids roll around. <laughs> it's pretty cute. Oh, that's that's neat. Yeah, I don't know if I would build a droid. I, I mean, I definitely want to do the... Uh lightsaber experience so. yeah i've heard from a couple people like if you're a star wars fan that's like the pinnacle of this whole experience yeah no that's what i've heard i've heard as well and when i go with my group all of us are down well the we're, there's three couples the three guys like are totally right. doing it so nice nice <laughs> yeah um, so it looks like you're going to have to find someone that is doing it and you can be there like, plus one so I just know. to kind of see hoping... what that's like I'm hoping when my sister comes out, she'll want to do it, but I know it is a lot of money, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's for sure. 
So what, like, what are some of your, like, your tips? Because, so I follow you on Instagram. You can find her at Weekly Mouse, correct? <laughs> you have some of the most, like, informative stories when you walk around oh, Galaxy's Edge. Like, I read them and I feel like I'm learning a lot from them. Like, no joke. I'm not, like, oh, just, I'm not just saying that. Like, they're really helpful tips. Uh, like, even um, the other day, you were, because you said there's not much for for your son to do in there but you were saying hey if parents if you have if you need to get into the shade like over here is a, a one spot where you can find some yeah. shade uh yeah. and i thought that was like oh like that's perfect yeah if you need to get out of the sun for a bit you can you can go and do that so um so yeah like what like what are some of those tips that uh that people or that you have experienced yeah, so first of all, make sure you have the Disneyland app because if they're using the virtual queue, you're going to want to hop in line that way. Um, and you can also mobile order your food. So if there's a long line at the restaurant, I always mobile order. It's so easy. Um, and then you can also make your reservations for the cantina and the workshop through the mobile app. So make sure you have that. Um, the other thing that we've been doing, I've only gone through the like standby queue for Smuggler's Run like maybe three times. I've been on the ride like 10 to 12 times oh geez. yeah <laughs> yeah wow. and like there's there's stuff to see in the queue and if you're doing the play disney app there's some interactive things to do um but if you just want to get on the ride and like get going with other stuff do single rider for sure like today the standby wait was 85 minutes and single rider it took about 20 minutes so uh that can save a lot of time especially if you don't mind being split up from the rest of your party um, another tip, the food, I kind of touched on this earlier. The food is definitely different than the rest of the park. There's no Mickey bars. There's no churros. The only popcorn they have is like a, like a sweet and spicy popcorn. They don't have plain popcorn. So if you have somebody like maybe a little kid who's a picky eater and they, they might have a hard time eating. So check the menus before you go and see if there's something that, that they can eat. If not, I would consider eating outside the land um, before you get in. Um, there's lots of photo opportunities. I'm, I like really want to compliment Disney on this. They have PhotoPass cast members all over the place and there hasn't really been that long of a line for any of them. Um, so like there, there's a PhotoPass person by the Millennium Falcon and the line looks really long and then you realize there's like three or four photographers taking pictures of people so it moves pretty fast so if you see the photo pass line like go get in line it moves fast oh that's great because i remember like some of my friends have actually been like showing me photos of people standing in front of it and this was like yeah. during the um when there was just like previews before the, the land even opened and they're like oh i bet you're not going to be able to like get this photo yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm actually, I'm, I was like, I'm pretty sure you can. I think there's going to be photo pass uh, yeah. people out there where you're able to get the, the great photo of with like an um, unobstructed, uh, unobstructed view of the millennium. Yeah, 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 they've done a really good job of making sure of that. And right outside Docking Bay 7, at least at Disneyland, I mean, the layout in Florida might be different, but at Docking Bay 7, it's kind of on an upper level and there's a fence um so you, you kind of get a little bit of a bird's eye view of Millennium Falcon. So that's a cool photo op too. Oh, that's great. No, mm -hmm. that's, that's awesome. Uh, cool. Well, I mean, any, any other, any other tips you want to mention? Um, I would make sure, you know, even though Rise of the Resistance isn't open yet, I would head down that way. There's again, some cool photo ops, but they also have, um, what's it called? Uh, merchandise carts over there that have 
different merchandise than the rest of the stores have. Um, so if you're looking for something resistance related, that's where you're going to find it. Cool. So, so I'm kind of curious, like how, so you, so you went three times in the past week, like how have each days compared to the rest? So you went on opening day. So then when you went a few days later, how was that day compared? Was it, was it slower? Like, were you able to get into the park right away? Like what, what right. was different about it? So Monday I got in at 840. That was the day it was open to everybody the first day. Wednesday was the second time I went and I showed up like an hour later than I had on Monday. And the park itself felt a little bit more crowded, but I think that's just because it was later in the day. Um, but they weren't using the virtual queue and I kept checking, like I was able to walk right into the land and I, I kept checking and they, as far as I could tell, they never opened the virtual queue that day. So the land itself was not as crowded as it was on Monday. Um, today when I went, it felt the most crowded that it, that it had been. Um, and it could be because the early morning rush tends to be the most crowded time of the day for, for Star Wars stuff. Um, or maybe they've just decided to abandon ship on the virtual queue thing and kind of push how many people they allow in. Um, it did seem more crowded, but still manageable. Like I said, it was, you know, 20 minutes stand or uh, 20 minutes single rider wait. Um, we, we're, we were able to get into the cantina. We were in the car on the way up. And at 7.40, my mom was like, oh, I wanted to see if we could get into the cantina. And I was like, well, you need to get on it now. <laughs> we got uh, we got in at 9.15 this morning for that. Um, so we still didn't have any issues doing what we wanted to do. It just it felt like there were more people milling around than than the past two times. Okay. Yeah. So that was that yeah. was actually my next question about like Oga's Cantina. So mm -hmm. have, you've gone in. The, so you've gone in this past week. Yeah, I went today. We we heard that they had a breakfast menu and we wanted to try it out. So that was our whole purpose in going today. Okay. So so uh, sorry. What time did you get into the park exactly? Um, well, we were in the car at 740 and that's when we got the reservations and we got into the park around like 845 ish. So oh, wait, so you don't you don't need to be in the park to to get the reservation. Like, how does that work? Because I thought you had to have like your ticket scanned inside the park to make I the believe reservation. I think that's just for um, like if they're doing the virtual queue to get into the land for Oga's and Savi's workshop, they open those at 7 a.m. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you need to be in the park. I mean, we were able to do it from the five freeway in the car, so <laughs> clearly not in the park yet. No. Uh, <laughs> okay. I I yeah. had I had always assumed that you had to be in the land uh, to to do it. Like I thought, like okay, once you scan your tape, it's like sort of how like fast pass works. Like, oh, right, right, right. Yeah. As soon and as you as soon as you get in, you then you can make your your first fast pass. Right. And they said, you know, if you can't get in on the virtual queue, if you have the cantina or workshop reservation, like they'll let you into the land that way. But it doesn't seem like it's ever come down to that point yet. So, okay. And then, yeah. so what time you, you got in around like nine something to Oga's cantina? Yeah. Our reservation was for nine fifteen, So they, was, they let us check in at nine. Um, and we, we ordered, uh, two of their breakfast items. Yeah, that we ordered their two breakfast items and one of the non-alcoholic drinks. What were the uh, breakfast items? I'm just curious. So they had, they called it overnight oats, which I'm just going to warn everybody. They have this at Docking Bay 7 also. That's a total misnomer. It's not oats. It's like, um, it's kind of like chia pudding. It's not chia pudding though. It's the, it's the same kind of idea. It's like a yogurt thing. 
Um, yeah, it looks. I'm looking at a photo of it now. It look just looks like kind of like a parfait a bit with. Yeah, yeah. It looks like chia seeds in it, and then like a bunch of fruit on top. Yeah, and there was like boba in it. I did not like that, and like the flavor was okay. I'm. I just don't like that texture. That kind of like mushy pudding texture. That's not my thing. And calling it overnight oats, I was expecting like warm oatmeal with um, with like fruit on it, and that was not it at all. And I was. Mm. I would not order that again. Um, did you get the we, lava roll? That we the did. And we both really, really liked that. That was, we would order that again, hundred percent. Okay. So it's a, a yeah. cinnamon roll topped with Oreo, Oreo cookie crumbs with lava icing. Yeah. I don't know how accurately that describes the flavor. Like to me, <laughs> to me the cinnamon roll had like a, a lemon zest kind of flavor to it. Uh, um, interesting. Yeah, it was, it was very good. I would get that again. Okay. Now I, I I've, I just thought of like people have been going on eBay and selling like the coasters and all oh, this gosh. stuff. Like yeah. how, so you went today where they, did they have like the coasters out and about? Like how does, how does that work? Well, we ordered a drink and they served it on a coaster. And then I was thinking like, I could just take that, but it's just like a little paper coaster. Like, I don't, I don't know who would want to buy that. <laughs> people, um, people do That's Yeah. It's on eBay yeah. apparently. So, I mean, I can't see Disney reusing them, you know, the condensation kind of, makes it unusable again um yeah yeah i don't, I don't know all right seems weird it seems weird to me that people would just take it but yeah to each their <laughs> own nice so how do you think um how, like because you usually uh, it seems like you go to galaxy's edge uh and then you're kind of done and then uh of course you take your son and you go on rides with him so like how does how is the park the outside of galaxy's edge like how does disneyland or california adventure feel like does it feel crowded? Because it seems like it, it hasn't been that crowded. I've been looking at like wait times for it and mm -hmm. they seem really low. So how does yeah. it feel to you? It feels empty, like emptier than normal, Disneyland especially. And I think that's because they changed the block out dates for this year pretty significantly. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. A couple years ago, they, they got rid of the premium pass and they switched it to Signature Plus and Signature. And then they kept Deluxe. They just added Flex. And now they have uh, the SoCal and SoCal Select, which are blocked out. Um, but the Deluxe people, I think, kind of got screwed over a little bit. Um because in the past, you know, they could go every day during the summer except for Saturdays and like 4th of July. They couldn't go those days. And now they can't go to Disneyland at all. Like they're blocked out of Disneyland. They can only go to California Adventure. Um, whereas the Flex Pass, which is actually cheaper, they can reserve a day to go into Disneyland. And they can reserve actually two days within a 30-day period. Um, and so the deluxe people being blocked out, like that was a really popular pass because it's a significant financial step up to the signature level. Um, so all those deluxe people, I just feel bad for them. Um, I think changing the block out dates has really contributed to the lack of crowds. Um, I have friends who still work at the hotels and one of them was telling me like, yeah, the park or the hotel's been really slow recently. Like it's, it's not, that crowded yeah um, and i feel yeah. sorry continue i'll, I'll yeah. say my thoughts after okay um i mean the deluxe people they can start coming into disneyland on august 19th so i think that day is going to be jam-packed at disneyland especially at, at star wars yeah mm -hmm. yeah I, I was gonna say i feel like disneyland might be biting themselves like the the mm -hmm. folks at disneyland they might be like biting themselves in the butt or whatever mm -hmm. what is that phrase what is that uh, expression <laughs> 
Um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> anyways, I, I think, I, well, I think um, they might be regretting doing a lot of that because like you've been seeing this past week, especially like the, my last episode had a lot of different Disneyland news. Um, so like they, they're putting out that bring a friend offer for if yeah, you have an annual yeah. pass for $99. You're like, oh, wow, we actually need people to come to the park now. Right, right. Um, they yeah. have that. They, they extended, uh, Soren even more now. Mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. they, they announced they're bringing back the Main Street Electrical Parade for, for right. a good amount of time. And at, I think August 2nd it starts. Yeah. So it's like they're seems like they're trying to get more people into the park this summer. Right. Um, it's like they were it's like they were expecting the apocalypse, so they prepared for it and their plan like just worked a little too well, well I that's think. That's the thing. Yeah. No, yeah. that that's the thing. They they really yeah. did overplan and uh-huh. it's it worked just too well. <laughs> yeah. But you yeah. know what? I think they'd rather have it this way and have to undo some things oh for sure instead of have the apocalypse and then have to like add on more blockout dates um so yeah i think they're doing a little bit of like crowd control by making the crowds bigger um but at least they're not doing crowd control by decreasing you know you know what i mean like no yeah it could be the total opposite situation and it would just be unpleasant for everybody. I I think it's much better that they're doing it this way. And I think Mm -hmm. uh, Disney did a, yeah, an excellent job. And I hope it's only as good as when it opens at Walt Disney world. Oh, I know. Like they haven't announced really anything. And I'm thinking what is going to happen over there? (laughs) Like it might, it might be chaos over in Florida, but, um, I mean, they didn't, they didn't really announce like this whole reservation system or like, uh, it, until probably like a week or so, or yeah. before before it opened this this past week at Disneyland, right? Um, so I feel like that's they're they're just kind of tracking what's happening at Disneyland, and they're they yeah. have to bring this over to Disney World. I mean, it only makes sense, right? Right, so. yeah, and it, it gives me hope. I mean, there are so many managers out there, and I know for a fact one of them was from Florida because he said it right next to me. <laughs> so I'm hoping <laughs> that they were seeing how things were going and taking notes and and taking that information back to Florida. Definitely. Cool. All right. Well, we're kind of running out of time. I didn't want to keep you too long uh, this evening, but so were there, were there any last thoughts? I mean, you're, you're essentially a pro at Galaxy's Edge now. Um, I get, you know, one more question before, before I get your last thoughts. Have you bought any cool merchandise yet? Was there, I know you're not a big Star Wars fan, but what's your favorite thing? Um... I like all the clothes because there's some clothes that are not overtly Star Wars, like that I could wear in my personal life that have no indication that it's Disney, no indication that it's Star Wars, unless you look at the tag. And so that, that to me is pretty cool. Um, I did buy a couple things, but they're for my sister and brother-in-law's gifts. So I don't want to say anything. Oh, <laughs> no worries. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. So yeah, I just yeah, I just wanted to know if there was anything cool that you got over there. But um, but yeah, were there, so were there any last kind of tips or thoughts that you want to give out to anyone who might be visiting to Disneyland anytime soon, or maybe like your thoughts of what might happen at Disney World? Just any 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 last uh, impressions. I cannot stress enough to use the mobile app or the the app and do mobile ordering, even at the milk stand. Like I was standing over there waiting for um, I was waiting for my mom, I think, to come out of the bathroom and. Like the milk stand line was so long and the poor cast member, she's trying to use, you know, Star Wars jargon. They call cell phones data pads. And so she's like, if you take out your data pad and place your mobile order, it'll be faster than this line. So like, 
you know, use that app to your advantage. Like it's there to help you. Don't overlook it and, and have fun and enjoy your time. Excellent. That sounds good. Yeah. Every yeah. time someone's going to a Disney park uh, and they're, they might not be that new or they're not like a pro like you or mm-hmm. I or anything like that. That's like always my go-to number one tip yeah. is the mobile ordering app. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. It's I can't. Yeah. I seriously can't stress enough how, how good yeah. it is. And I don't think a lot of people know about it. It's been in been around for a couple of years almost two years now and yeah and disneyland i think just well we got it after disney world did so yeah. it's it's relatively new over here but um you can even order your dole whips through the disney app um which is so nice and if you have your annual pass you can you know sign in with your account and it'll apply the discount so you don't have to worry about that oh yeah no it's mm-hmm. great i mean one time mm-hmm. i was uh, waiting for the fireworks over at magic kingdom I was actually just waiting by myself. My my wife was tired and went back to the hotel. But I was like, you know what? I I kind of want some. I got a pineapple upside down cake with the Dole Whip on top. Nice. So I nice. Pl- plugged it into my mobile ordering app. I was like, you know what? No one's gonna be in the spot when I get back. So I ran over to Adventureland, mm-hmm. picked it up, skipped the the long line that was there, yeah. came back, and hey, my spot was right there. So I was waiting for the yeah. fireworks, eating some exactly. dessert. Exactly. So. There you go. The only problem is, it's like it's too easy to spend money on it. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <Yep. laughs> like I don't have to take out my credit card. They just make it easy. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, CJ, thanks so much for coming on the show. This was awesome. I'm glad I finally got to hear some firsthand experiences. Um, so I want, I, I want everyone out there to follow CJ and her adventures because you honestly make me jealous every time you go. So, um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. But honestly, like, like I said, your, your posts and your stories are just so informative. They're, they're detailed. Uh, and I, I think, I think they're great. So I, awesome. Thank so, you. Yeah. So CJ, where can everyone find you? So you can find me on Instagram at weekly mouse. Yeah. So please go follow her. Uh, you won't regret it. So Awesome. But all right, cool guys. So that is going to wrap it up for another episode of the Excess Press podcast. Um, if you're not subscribed to the podcast already, please do so on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or however you listen to podcasts. And if you can, please leave a, a review. It'll really help out the show. And make sure you're visiting us at excesspresspodcast.com where you can find all the episodes of the show as well as visit our shop. And if you would like to support the show, we do have the first ever Excess Press t-shirt up on there and all of the money earned goes directly back into the show. So that pretty much goes towards like the hosting costs of, of the show as well as possible more merchandise on the future, as well as uh, equipment upgrades, which you guys have been so kind and have helped me out with that to make this show even better. And uh, let's see, what else we got? Oh, yeah, make sure you are following us on social media. You can find us at Excess Press Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And if you would like to be on the podcast, if you were a previous cast member and you want to be on the show, talk about your time working at a Disney park, I would love to have you on. Just shoot me an email over at matt at excesspresspodcast.com and we'll get you on the show. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in and for your support of the show. This is Matt from the Excess Press Podcast signing off. Until next time, travelers. We hope to see you next week. And remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage.